Hi, this is Jacques Talk, and I'm your host, Stephanie Jacques. Today's recording is from an Instagram Live with Marissa Moss, the author of Her Country, um, a book that is soon to come out, and it discusses women in country music becoming the success that they were never supposed to be. And I am in awe of her. Um, I follow her on Twitter. We talk. And this was our second conversation. The first conversation, we had some technical difficulties, but we are bringing this second conversation to you. So I hope that you enjoy all of these nuggets and also go and pre-order her book because it is fabulous. On a side note, this is recorded after my Kickstarter and we did reach our goal. So thank you so much. And I am so excited to bring this Miles Jean record to you guys. So enjoy and talk to you guys soon. Hi friends. Hi everybody. Long time no see. Um, I'm happy to be back um, with the first of the last two Jacques Talks of 2021. And I am very, very happy about who I have today. Um, she, we talked a few weeks ago and we rescheduled it and she was super flexible um, with the passing of my father. So now we're going to get into it. We're going to get into this conversation about all the things, about all the things, country music, um, women, have we grown? We're going to cover as much as we can in 30 minutes. Um, so just give me, um, let me get her on here. Everybody good? Okay. Wave. Awesome. Let me add um, this. Let me add her in. There we go. Come on in. Don't mind me looking a little tired. It's just the way it goes. Isn't that the way everybody is at the end of the year? You know? Isn't that the way we all are at the end of the year? A little tired. Um, I got you invited, Marissa. Hopefully it's... Remember last time we had a little bit of a, a thing. But we are going to get there. Okay. Shows that you're invited, Marissa. So just go on the bottom and it should let you collect it. Hi, Charles. Hey, ladies. Oh, I'm so happy to see my people. Let me tell you. This happened last time. So we're just going to keep figuring it out and she's going to be able to join. It's going to be amazing. Um, we're just going to give it a minute. So, um, before we start while, um, while she's joining in, I wanted to say, first of all, we made it, you guys, 2021's almost over. There you are. Hi, I just, I tried doing it on my laptop and it didn't work. So now I'm on my phone. Hi. Okay. I was like, <laughs> it's like, I remember like it's been having glitches a lot lately, so I was like, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep working. Ah, <laughs> how are you today? I'm good. Sorry. I'm like getting all up in this phone trying to be able to see you here. Okay. okay. <laughs> My hair is taking up half the screen, so. 
It looks great. All right. <laughs> now I see you. Hi. Hi. It's good to see your face. You too. Like, yeah. I've been thinking um, about you. you. Thank you. Um, things like this help. I, I have to get out of my own head sometimes. So having like stuff scheduled um, is helpful to me. <laughs> yeah. To not. And plus, you know, my dad loves Jacques Talk. So I'm like, he like he likes me talking. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, my opinion. So you know, it's like a it's like a good thing to have a little bit in the midst of a sad season. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, <sighs> thank you for thank you for having me again, yeah. and uh, yeah, happy to see your face. Yeah, no, you too. Mm -hmm. I wanted to like jump into a lot of talk about um, on Twitter, like with Andrea and. Everybody, we've been talking a lot about has has country really changed and have we really made progress this year, like real progress. Um, and I know we had talked right before the award show and had talked how there's more diverse performers and there, so the visual is change, mm -hmm. but I wanted to just dive into like with a heavy question, like do we, looking at like radio and everything, have we really grown that much in 2021 as an industry? Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's where like, you wanna, I wanna make sure to use careful language because yes. you, like on one hand, I wanna acknowledge all of the amazing work. Like I'm, you know, that NPR article yes. that came out yesterday. Um, that just charted a whole year's worth of incredible work. Um, yeah. yeah, music, advocacy, um, just at every level. That was just mm -hmm. awesome. Um, but again, that's not like the industry as we, I think, talk about it, you know? <laughs> like, um, so I'm always like, I always wonder how, you know, everyone reads and cares what NPR has to say. So when you're yeah. looking at NPR and, you know, in your office on Music Row, if they're back in offices there or whatever, like, is that, is that leading you to then, like, look around at your employees and your interns and everyone around you mm -hmm. and say, am I, am I doing the same kind of work that is apparent, you know, in an article like that that's being done mm -hmm. and or are you like you know kind of hiding it under the table so you don't have to interact with it you know it's, um exactly yeah. that's where i i guess i was very happy i was happy to be mentioned in the article i was happy to look at it like look at the year and be like wow so much but then i go i kind of look at it like two industries like there's so much being done in this corner but we also need music row to be just as aggressive people with power um people like all of these people it's a lot of people but it's not the industry and mm -hmm. if i guess will i guess where my question is we don't have an answer we're like the articles and this work that black opera is doing and holly's doing and all of this continue to reach into music row as we continue to come out of the pandemic when everybody was at home and like they could all be advocates and allies and do all this stuff when they were in their home but now that we are starting to mingle and perform again 
are we I'm not seeing I'm not seeing it on the scale that I want to see it I'm seeing yeah. it obviously the people I surround myself with are doing the work but I also don't surround myself with a huge corner <laughs> yeah <laughs> of music row and it's just it's kind of like when you're in your own bubble you see the work being done but when you look at the broader picture are we have we grown enough and are we comfortable or are we just getting tired of the conversation because if you look at radio play like you look at who was played this year and it wasn't wasn't us yeah i mean it was i think radio was like worse than it's been i don't you know i don't have the actual stats in front of me but like just from you know first glance it looked just worse worse um so it's almost like they're you know doubling down or something like mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean that's something that i think about a lot and it's like and uh you know i don't i don't think or know about if whether or not the cma responded to you know color of change requests um to Which do a I racial love. equity audit yeah and that's i mean that seems to me like something that is like should have been a first step in this process. Like we should have mm -hmm. been there, um, you know, a year ago in this conversation, yeah. not to mention like many years before that, but if, yeah. We're, yeah. if we're just talking about this, you know, year to year timeframe, um, that seems to me a really meaningful first step in that like everyone should be doing in this industry. Um, and because, you know, that's not, that's far deeper than a panel. And I think that's why it's very scary for people because like, can, I mean, I can't imagine what the results are gonna look like when you do that racial equity audit of the CMA or you do it at, you know, publishing houses or labels on Music Row, like it's gonna look pretty bad. And then then yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> and then what? Like, so. Well, that's I mean, why I go like, once you know, it's like, I guess where I'm looking at it is like, there is a level of fear. And first of all, change is scary. And we should be, as a collective, continually diving into what's uncomfortable in our own spaces. Like, I believe, like, as long as you're uncomfortable, you're growing. Like, yeah. get in there. But also, like, I feel like you don't want to know. And I'm saying this as a collective. There are definitely people that do want to know. But as a collective, you don't want to know the numbers. Because once you know the numbers, you can't deny the numbers. You have to then do the step of actually creating the real change. And right now you're like, oh, we have a few artists that we're, we're given some good shine to and they're doing this and, and they are giving them real opportunities. Mm -hmm. But as like Andre says, a couple people does not represent the whole. Like it gets really, gets really in the gray area when you're like, oh, well, these people are being, are successful. And you forget about what the industry needs to look like because a few people have been given some opportunities and given some yeah. leverage. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it's so, it's an easy tool in the conversation for people to be like, but you know, but we have Jimmy Allen, like, and you know, and, and it's great that he's successful and that Kane is successful and, mm -hmm. um, and those things are great. They, but they can also be independent of the conversations that we need to have. And that, you know, Mm -hmm. That is not an answer, like, 
it is not enough to like point at Kane Brown and Jimmy Allen and say that's success. Um, yeah. And I think that's what the CMA, I'm trying to even remember the CMA awards at this point, but it seemed like that was a lot of what they were hoping to accomplish, especially knowing that behind the scenes that they had not agreed to do a racial equity audit or work with color change in a meaningful way to kind of expose exactly what they're probably afraid of, which is that if you take a look in, you know, in the offices and the boardrooms and the intern pools and, you know, things are going to look pretty ugly there. I mean, even if you look happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even at like, you know, the CMA is an organization that awards, and I don't think anyone else does something similar at all in the music industry as a whole. They reward, journal- they reward journalists. They give a mm-hmm. journalist award every year. Yeah. So, um, and I assume that all of those journalists have been primarily white. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I can't think of any notable exceptions. Um, mm-hmm. And if that's, you know, that even seems to be like a very broken piece of this. Like they're rewarding good behavior on behalf of the journalists and like throughout the year, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I don't know. I mean, there is, yeah, there's a lot of hope, but it's definitely not. I'm trying not to be, I feel like I was way too like cynical last time we talked, but it's hard to not be cynical about the industry. I'm just cynical. I'm not cynical. I guess, where I'm at is is like what somebody wrote in the comments like when we've already seen it happening as the the media is changing its focus on what they're paying attention to there's not protests in the streets there's not this loud thing then microaggressions and and subtle racism everything slides back to its norm because you go where you're comfortable and if you're comfortable with what the world was like before the pandemic you go back to it and that's there's nothing wrong I guess I consider something wrong with that but I'm like one how are we going to create a space where all of these artists that we're giving chances to can flourish long term if the rooms don't have people that look like the artists Mm -hmm. like I think it's easy to to parade artists in front and I think I don't want to minimize that because I think that's amazing Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the system behind it to create long careers, and that's something you have to think about because Carrie Underwood doesn't have to go and look and be like, are there people that look like me and have my back and understand, like the industry is that already. Yeah. So you actually have to step out of that comfort zone and be like, you know what? Do we have the right people at the photo shoots? Do we have the right team? Do we have the right people promoting. Are we promoting to a different reach? Are we doing stuff outside of what we normally would because are we reaching out to BET? Are we reaching out to other places that are minority publications? Because we can. Like country yeah. music doesn't have to be this small bubble. So are we are we taking advantage of this or are we just gonna be like, well, they can follow the same path because like a Kelsey Ballerini did it and like, you use these artists, like the industry uses these artists and they say, but it is a different mold. Cause we look at like Mickey's career. We look at, we look at even, let's look at Wendy who on the voice, like that voice has been sitting in Nashville. I know. Um, years. <laughs> yeah. People are like, even my sister was like, 
but why doesn't she have a deal? And I'm like, wow. I'm, and I haven't, I haven't watched too much of The Boys, but I'm really glad you brought that up because I turned it on at one point and I saw, I saw kind of caught the tail end of her performance and Blake, I think he's, I don't want to misquote him, but he said something that was kind of like, where have you been, you know? And I'm like, like playing in town for like the entire time you've been here. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, um, like you have to go on a TV show, like a video game show, to, not a video game, you know, you can tell. But I like, yeah, yelled, like but... you have to do that to be seen. Yeah, and... like, really? Like, yeah. And that, I just mean, blew my mind. I'm like, that's a voice that's like, it, I'm like, if that's what you have to do for that voice to be heard and taken seriously as an artist and not yeah. just be like, oh, she's a great background singer. No, she's a great freaking singer. Yeah. Like, she's a great artist. She's a great performer. She has all the characteristics that you would need to have been a huge artist. But there's obviously some stuff lacking in the system to to build that up. And I hope that, like, that, she grows, but I look at that and like, if that's what we're having to do, then there's a problem. There's a yeah. there's a there's a problem that is a slow, it's a slow build, and that's why I like you. I like Andre. I like like Jenna. I like all the people that are talking about it, even though it's not as trendy to discuss it because it's still we still have a lot of work to do to help all minorities be comfortable in this space and be comfortable being authentic and not having to minimize themselves to, to get the work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And why would you not want to do those things? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's the, like uh, something I see, like the way people talk about, you know, what they, they view to be like conversations like this is sort of like people coming from the in- outside trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, infiltrate country to be more like liberal or whatever words they mm-hmm. think applies if, yeah. you know, you can conflate race and liberalism and all yeah. these things. But anyway, that's a whole separate story. But like, they'll always be like, well, they hate country music and they want to change it or whatever. And it's like, yeah. Well, that would be a massive wait. Like, why you, why would you ever waste your life on something that you hated? You know, like <laughs> obviously, like I think this work is proof, like, of how much you actually love mm-hmm. the genre and love country music and like want it to have a future that you know is meaningful and vibrant and inclusive, and that is not done by what we're doing now. Like, well, that's where I, I don't mean, think I mean, it survives. I, mean, I love. <laughs> I find it funny. I I do get in my DMs. People are like, "You just, you just want it to be like R and B." I'm like, "Actually, I don't. I like R and B being where R and B is, and I love R and B. Let me tell you that I love pop, but I grew up on country, and I grew up on like Crystal Gale. Like mm-hmm. my great grandmother raised me, and like I'm like I grew up on old school Opry and Howdy Doody reruns and things that are classic country. I love mm-hmm. it." I love the storytelling, but I also know that what we see is not all of country. Mm -hmm. What we see is a sliver of what country is. We've, we've made that country marketable. We've made that country like the brand of what people think it is, Mm -hmm. but country is not that until we, we go back and go, 
okay, this part, just like in a lot of places in America and the world, this segment was excluded from our history. So people just don't, now they're like, well, you're trying to bring it in. I'm like, no, it was excluded. It's always been there. We're just trying to talk about it so that we can get comfortable with what's already always been there, just not given the opportunity. And that's happened in many places. Like you can go to R&B and things and realize like where Elvis came from. Like you, like all, a lot of genres started with black artists and black instrumentation um, and Hispanic um, and Native American art. Like it all started with the people that were here. And I think that doesn't mean we don't like it, you know? Yeah. I always say, I'm like, I love it. My friends always are laughing, yeah. like, you love country? I'm like, I do. <laughs> Your friends in DC, like, yeah, why would you love it? I'm like, have you listened to it? And they haven't listened to it. It's like, oh, we're black. We're not supposed to listen to it. I'm like, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> you can't listen to it. It's okay. I mean, and, and that's that makes like. makes me sad when somebody's like, I'm black. I can't listen to country. I'm like, yeah. What? It's and that, like, the fact that anyone can feel like that about something, the fact that that alone is not, like, you know, doesn't ring alarm bells mm -hmm. is, like, we know this. We know that there are so many country fans that feel that way, but we yeah. don't just sort of scrap everything and try to <laughs> figure out how to, I mean, even if you're, like, so cynical that you're, like, oh, you're missing an economic opportunity, like, yeah. I mean, that's where I go. You're missing yeah. money. I'm like, if we're just talking about money, yeah. you're you're missing out on a lot of money. And yeah. the more people you have working for you and in your thing, it, that just expands your reach, which expands your money. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> which is what if, the industry cares about as, as realistically. Yeah. Artists care about artistry, but. Yeah, if we're going to leave business, like morality and all that on the table and you know which is insane but if we're gonna say like leave that aside for a second yeah. like you're going to alienate an entire potential fan base that can inherently love country music just as much as anyone else mm -hmm. in the world um yeah. like that seems and then because you're making that intentional choice not to fix that to say like we're okay like not bringing in those fans and not making that money then you're like, okay, why are you, why are you okay with that? Like you're willing to preserve this and, and, and miss an economic opportunity in favor of keeping it, you know, that mm -hmm. whiteness so in check, like that you're, you're willing to like lose money. Like, well, that's where that's I go. Good. When you break it, even when you break it down like that, you go, you have to have a certain mindset to not play certain artists on the radio, to purposely leave people off lists that could eventually make money. Like, there's not a coincidence. Like, it's the mindset, and I could be super being, like, reading too deep, but I'm like, if you're playing just white men for the majority on the radio, and you know there's other artists because you know, but you're choosing not to do that. That is a purposeful statement that is being made. It's a purposeful mm -hmm. statement when you look at festivals and you see who's playing and you're like, oh, well, that's not a representation. Like you're 
you're furthering the perception that this is what country is because you're leaving people out so that the average fan that's not digging in and looking and they're just listening to what's on the radio and going to you know their local festival and going to their local concert they're like oh this is what's available this is what country is so you're feeding that myth and therefore you're not even letting the fans decide what is worthy what is marketable because you're not even giving them the opportunity and they don't even know it they don't even know they're not getting given the opportunity they don't even know that those people exist mm -hmm. they might not know of amico marks they might not know of a like they might they don't know that that's even yeah. an option i know people that are like oh mickey she's new and i'm like no she's mm -hmm. been around for a very long time you right. just weren't given her songs so you never knew you could be a fan of her because you didn't know she existed mm -hmm. unless you knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody like you just didn't know and that seems very intentional for me yeah and i and i think that it's being talked about but I think 2022, we'll see if there's actually going to be a change because we'll start seeing more festival lineups that weren't already pre-decided and their opportunity to put people in there. There's opportunity to look at who's being hired now that people are going back to the workplace. Like, and you have to fill up, you have to fill up these buses. You have to fill up these opportunities. Who are you choosing? Who are you choosing to put on the road with you? Who are you allowing to be on the road with you? Like, are you going to pick somebody that's an easy hire? Because um, they know somebody that knows somebody. Or are you going to give somebody a chance? Like, I, I want to have faith. I don't have the faith, but I, I want to be proven wrong. I want to, I want to walk down music row and be like, whoa, yes, that's what I want to happen. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. it feels like we'll there's going to be, book. yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's happening. And, and there's great, I don't ever want to like in this conversation diminish the great work that is yeah. happening. And I think that's like, it feels so it's so important right now. So and, important. And, uh, and vibrant and exciting and inspiring and all of those good things. But on the mm -hmm. other hand, like it does feel like there is a fault line that's split in a way that maybe mm -hmm. can't go back like the same way. Like, yeah you're not just going to push it back together and it's going to be fine like the yeah. the people that are on festival you know rosters this summer what month are we in december <laughs> um yeah. you know touring with morgan wallen like that's a choice that they're going to make and and maybe they know that i don't i don't know him personally i don't know what he's like like maybe they feel like they can defend it because they know him yeah. and they think he's there but i don't i don't know i don't want to guess and maybe yeah. that's fine in the way they're able to see it. Um, I, but they know that that concert is not going to feel safe to certain people. And they're still making that choice to go in whatever kind of way they were able to rationalize mm -hmm. it. Um, there are certain people that are not going to walk into that festival or that concert or whatever because Morgan's playing, even if it's to see the artist that they like, that they think is, you know, that has been able to feel comfortable in some degree playing with Morgan. Like... That to me is like, you know, it's good. It's going to be something to kind of watch how that, how we continue to split. Cause like, that's um, where, cause yeah. I know artists that, that have turned down things and I've been very proud to like, they've called me to like, I turned this down. I'm like, wow, you turned down money. Cause you're standing with 
certain like things. And I'm like, it does suck. Cause some, like a Morgan tour, like you're going to make some money on a Morgan tour. Like you're like, he's going to sell out like you as a, like as a business model, like that makes money. Would I ever mm -hmm. go to that tour personally? No, Would I ever, well, he'd never have me play, but I say he did. never, never, because it just doesn't align. He doesn't align with what I have seen of him does not align with what I stand for. And I don't yeah, know or the fans that are going to show up there. Like, yeah. The fans, I don't feel like they like me. They, I'm not that, those aren't my people. Mm -hmm. They aren't my people. And that's okay. I'm okay yeah. with that. But I'm also like, can we make festivals that are our people that aren't just like, there is a level that we have to take a stand as artists. And a lot of white artists don't want to take a stand mm -hmm. to say, I want to have this show be something where anybody can go, where anybody feels comfortable. So we're going to build this. And we there are artists that are still going to make money and do that. Like, I think that takes a lot of conscious effort. And mm -hmm. you might be leaving some table money on the table in the short term. You might, but in the long term, I think that's the win because the short term you're choosing money over integrity mm -hmm. or over what you say you stand for and actions speak louder than any words or any social media post or any black square. It's where you as a company are spending your dollars and you as a company are spending um, the advances and the money and the marketing and it's going to have to be seen. I really hope so. And like somebody mentioned like Tierra and Brittany at C2C, like that's amazing. I'm so happy that they'll be there. Like that's a step, not minimizing mm -hmm. that in any way. Like that is mm -hmm. awesome. I love to see, especially Brittany. That's my girl. Like I love mm -hmm. to see her getting her shine. Like she deserves yeah. it. I she just want her seen. shine to last for a long time. I don't want it to be a trend. I want the industry to allow that to sit. I want to believe that they want that to stay. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. Yeah. And our, you know, our labels looking around and saying they're okay, we're going to, we're going to meet this moment. We're going to, we're going to find one, you know, like yeah. <laughs> we're going to find our one, uh, our one Mickey, our one Darius, our one Brittany, we're going to find our one. Um, or is it going to be, we're going to change how we're looking at this, from mm -hmm. the ground up and say, you know, we're not looking to, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to change entirely what we're looking for, who we're looking for, not like we've met our quota. Yes. Um, and now we're good, you know, like, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and we've done country music because it, it, it is so, you know, 99% white men, mm -hmm. it lets in that one you know, you're looking at, I was looking at the media based charts and it was the top 20 songs of the year and it was 19 men and then one woman, I think it was Gabby Barrett. Yeah. And so we've created that the scarcity for white women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're like, you think Gabby Barrett is going to ever do anything to try to change the face of country music, you know, after she was given that, you know, one, crown yeah. to hold that one spot, you know? Um, she's not going to do that, I would imagine. Um, yeah, because people have to, like, are you going to risk your career, you know, and your stability for that? 
it's mm-hmm. hard when it's yeah. when it's not time. Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm gonna end. It, I'm gonna end this on a positive note because of the NPR. <laughs> I can be positive. Yes, I and that was very positive. Positive. like. I think that the, the more people that are paying attention to Color Me Country and Black mm-hmm. Opry, and really saying, "Hey, the reason these organizations are existing is because we haven't paid attention." And looking at the people going to the shows and people like the more we can just start feeding in and realizing the culture there the more we can bring it in and slowly feed it into our society and it is going to take the white male artists to making a little change and i haven't seen it but i have faith mm-hmm. that we will do it because when something starts making money they notice. And so I'm hoping that they see that these shows are selling out and these shows are going and people are coming and they're like, okay, it's not a trend. Like there's actually a market for these artists to, mm-hmm. to make us money. And I hope that they're moral and like, I don't, it's hard. It's hard for me to believe that they have, <laughs> I, we have it, but as a whole, <laughs> But I am optimistic because I think when you have like an NPR, which is a respected mm-hmm. publication that isn't a country publication saying, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. You, you have to open your eyes and take a look and say, wow, these are people changing the face of country music and Americana, like changing it. Yeah. And if you don't pay attention, you're just bad business. That's just bad mm-hmm. business. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I mean, and it's, the people that are doing the work right now are so passionate and invested in that work from a place mm-hmm. of true, like, love of country music and community and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, though they're not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. And it's multiplying, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. like with Color Me Country, like, there, there's so many artists and people are seeing those artists and listening to them and um and you know finally maybe picking up the guitar that they put down a few years ago because they felt like it was just not a place for them and that's just going to keep multiplying and multiplying and multiplying um so you would hope that it's just undeniable i mean if and like you said like you know hits them in the wallet i guess (laughs) i mean yes um (laughs) if that's you know the most cynical way that you can hope for change but this is america and we love capitalism capitalism so. capitalism yeah. <laughs> well i'm so thankful that you came back and we had this conversation and i want to have you back when your book comes out because i think Aww. it's i'm just so i'm so excited i'm so excited for your 2022 i am oh gosh thank you well i'm you excited know. for yours and i've been thinking about you and your family and uh and thank you for thank having you. me on to talk again. Thank it's you. always nice thank to chat. Thank you for, for being flexible. And yeah, I have some new music coming out in January. So just mm-hmm. use the rest of the year to heal. And then getting back in to that, getting back into the game. Because I love music. Music is, music's how I process every emotion. So be prepared yeah. for a lot of music next year. Because there's a lot of yeah. emotions. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. It's how I process emotions by listening. I can't make any of it at all but see well (laughs) happy holidays and i'm sure we'll message before the new year but i am so thankful 
I'm just thankful for you this year. I'm thankful for all that you do and I'm thankful that you are willing to have these conversations that are hard, but necessary. Yeah. So thank likewise. Um, and yeah, have a, have a happy holiday and, um, yeah, just be thinking about you. Thank you. I plan to have a few margaritas. That's, that's do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A few tears and a few margaritas. And, you know, it will, it's going to be what it is. Yeah. I love you to pieces. And I right, love this. you too. So everybody can see it. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for joining. Again, please, please, please go pre-order her book. If you can do it from a black um, my or minority-owned bookstore, I think that's the best. But anywhere you can order it, pre-order. Pre-orders mattered so much to book sales and to publishers. So pre-order her country. And yeah, give us a like, subscribe, and comment on our page. Thank you, guys.